Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I am Sister B. I give honor to God the Father, the Son Jesus, who is the head of my life, and the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for another day. I thank you for another opportunity to sit in this chair. I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me to the lives of people. I ask that you also open the hearts of the hearers in order to receive your word and receive what you have for the will, for your will for their lives in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. Amen. Well, we're uh, on relationships. That is the series that we are revisiting. And because of the time that we're in and before Jesus' return, it's so important who we're yoked or joined together with because it will have an effect on the will of God for our lives, whether or not we will be able to fulfill our God-given purpose or not. Now, we, uh, we talked about the yoke, and I'm just going to briefly go over some things because I believe it bears repeating. Last week, I used the example of uh, two animals paired together of the same nature, and I also mentioned uh, two animals paired together of different natures, two ox paired together and an ox and a donkey. And we're to be yoked together or joined together with the right. And the, the animals, let me say this, they plow and work together in, in unity to make the load easier to move, to also work more efficiently and be effective. And also the, the yoke was considered a beam of balance to provide balance. That's it. It's the same way in the life of the believer as far as us human beings, praise God. Now I'm just gonna briefly go over one of the scriptures as well, not the whole passage in 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, uh, 14th verse. We read from the 14th verse to 2 Corinthians, seventh chapter, first verse last week. We won't be doing that. We're just gonna briefly go over this because it bears repeating as well. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? The Amplified Version says, Don't be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them that are inconsistent with your faith. And it goes on to say more, but I'm going to stop right there because I believe you, you can grasp the point. I also want to mention that uh, unbelievers are not just people that um, have not received Christ or are yet in sin. Unbelievers also means faithless 
and untrustworthy, faithless to the point of not living in the faith or by faith that God has given us. Untrustworthy means not able to be relied upon as honest or truthful. It means also deceitful, shifty, unfaithful, or treacherous, and treacherous. So that's the definition of unbelievers in this verse of Scripture, too. And that is connected to a born-again believer. So that said, let's go into Romans 8. We're going to be reading verses 5 through 8 out of the Amplified Version. And this is the contrast between two mindsets. One with the, uh, a person with the spiritual mind, minding the things of the spirit, and the person with the carnal mind, catering to the flesh. It reads, For those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace, the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. Now I want to say something right here about that word uh, death. The mind of the flesh is death. Death is living in disobedience to God, for example, Adam died the day that he disobeyed God in Genesis 2, verse 17. Now, he didn't die the physical death, but he died being separated from God, the life of God in the present. So that is a spiritual death. goes on to say in verse 7, The mind of the flesh, with its sinful per per pursuits, excuse me, is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law, since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh, living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses, cannot please God. So here we have it, the contrast between the two natures. And we see that the spiritual mind and carnal-minded person don't have the same values. The carnal mind doesn't take its cues or its guidance or perspective from the Word of God. It caters to the fleshly desires, and it's not subject to the Word of God. It lives more like the old man connected to uh, the old life prior to coming to Christ, even according to its core beliefs. Now, what are core beliefs? Core beliefs are mostly mo our most deeply held assumptions about ourselves, the world, and others. It's firmly embedded these beliefs are firmly embedded in our thinking and significantly shape our reality and behaviors. It's the lens through which situations and our life experience is seen. So we're still operating out of the old nature versus the spiritual-minded person, which we find in Romans 8, verses 12 through 14 as our contrast. It reads, therefore, brethren, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Well, praise God. So what this is saying, in essence, is that we no longer, those that are spiritual-minded people, those of us that mind the things of the Spirit, we no longer are obligated to gratify our flesh. We put it to death by obedience to the Word of God and with the help of the Holy Spirit in order to live and experience the life of God in Christ. And we also bear, excuse me, the Spirit also bears witness with us and, and, and confirms our life in God as a child of God and sons of God. Sons meaning the mature ones, those who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, those who are in obedience to the Word of God. Now, do we do this perfect? No, we do not, because we are under grace, and we are human beings and in, in uh, faulting failing, failing, um, prone to error. We're in this earthen vessel. So we thank God for his grace. Yet we have the the help of the Holy Spirit in order to bring us through. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's go to Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 24 through 27. And we have the example here of a person that builds their life on the rock, which is the word of God, which is also Jesus, what Jesus says, his sayings, building our life on that, or sand. And it reads in verse 24, Therefore, whoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. As I said, that rock is the word of God, that word, of, excuse me, that rock is Jesus. Verse 26, And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And sand represents ever-shifting, ever-changing, and instability. Verse 27, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Well, praise God. Time goes so fast. <laughs> I mean, really fast. You ought to be in this recording booth as the clock is ticking. Anyway, this is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I love you. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.